Hey everyone, this is Justin with White Tail Theories Podcast. On the mic today, we have Redmond Hunt. Um, a lot of you guys may know from their product, Trophy Rock. Um, but we have Nate Allred on, he's operations, and uh, Blake Butler, sales and marketing. Uh, we're also going to be joined with some co-hosts today, uh, Cameron Balkum and Drew Little. Um, they're ambassadors for uh, Redmond Hunt. But how's everybody doing this, e- this evening? Good. Awesome, awesome, guys. Well, you know, like I had mentioned, we've been corresponding for a few days now, um, and I really appreciate getting everyone on. Um, You know, this is something where our members have mentioned you guys a few times in conversations, actually recently, I guess just because it's that time of season, people are starting to get uh, you know, their Trophy Rock products out, um, starting to get those food plots tilled up and, and planted and, and everything that they need for their deer management. But, um, you know, a, a lot of our uh, older members that have been in for a while have had personally reached out to me and, and said, hey, you know, we'd love if you guys could could see if you could get them on the mic and, and talk a little bit about your products, um, kind of the direction of, of Redmond, um, and uh, you know just everything that's going on with that inner working of Trophy Rock and how it can be utilized uh, to make your deer management better. Um, but I guess what I'll do, fellas, is I'll, we'll kind of jump into it here. Um, for those who don't know, would you guys mind explaining what Redmond Hunt is? Um, just tell us a little bit about your company and the, and the history behind it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we're out here in central Utah. Uh, we've been a, a mine for anything from road salt, agricultural salt. That's kind of how we started. Um, formed in 1958 so when we really started um, forming our business. Just two brothers out here um, selling ag salt um and road salt um as time went there um we kind of got selling selling some ag salts and looking into the market and um we found we could take our our salt block rocks um and sell those to deer hunters um so we formed trophy rock in 2005 um we've been strong there trophy rock was our was our brand name for many years and in 2018 we decided we wanted to add a little more to our product lines and uh, uh we we changed our name to redmond hunt same product same company just a just a new name um and we've been selling trophy rock cherry bomb 465 um a bunch of different products um and going strong still Awesome. Yeah, you know, the when I looked at the history of, of uh, y'all, it, you know, I just thought that was really intriguing because, you know, personally, being on the East Coast, um, you know, I, I don't hear a lot about, you know, honestly, like salt minerals, like the process of, of where they come from, um, you know, a lot of the manufacturing behind it. Uh, that's just not something that, that I'm familiar with on this side. Um, and I know you guys are out of Utah, uh, which I guess definitely makes sense. Um, too um but i uh i know you guys had switched your not rebranded but you decided you wanted to sell other products is that is that going pretty well for you guys is trophy rock still kind of that number one tier or um is it starting to even out yeah trophy rock is is the kind of the engine um we we sell you know upwards to a million trophy rocks and 
uh, and that that product a year um so so it, it, it's really strong um we're starting to develop some things for products um so we're excited about that cherry bomb was really the the new line in 2018 that we added so um it's 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 a corn product so with the rebrand there kind of helps um helps our our name so we're not just trophy rock now um yeah i like i like that i was actually really like your logo um i thought that was kind of original when i when i saw it i was looking at the different uh color schemes that you guys did with it and it's it's definitely something different you don't you know a lot of people get real similar with their logos and y'all definitely sets out above the rest for sure yeah yeah one of our guys he's actually passed um, this last year, he he actually uh, designed that that deer logo, and it, it's it's pretty uh, dear to our hearts now. That's awesome, man. I, I definitely um, definitely sorry to hear about his passing, but I tell you what, he definitely left something good there with that with that logo and and something for you guys to remember him by, and it definitely has a deeper meaning than just you know branding. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Trophy Rock. So, you know, we, like I mentioned, we hit up our guys, um, you know, we have a real big network of hunters that are in service side and a lot of them have either started or have been, you know, dabbling or, you know, at that, uh, expert level of deer management. Um, you know, I have seen a huge uptick in that. A lot of other people have, I don't know if it's just because we see it more and the algorithms kick in, um, and things like that, but, um, we definitely, I definitely see a huge uptick and especially with this time of year, a lot of those diehard hunters are out there, uh, you know, using that number one express and they say, you know, deer, deer killed in the, in the spring when you get, when you get that, uh, nutrition and, and everything they need to grow, uh, the antlers and get the nutrition that they need. But, uh, tell us a little bit about Trophy Rock, uh, kind of the benefits of that product. Um, and just some, a little bit more product information on it for those that are just getting into the game with it. I can do that, Justin. So okay, great, Blake. This, this is Blake. Um, and, and I think uh, everybody is always interested in, in uh, our story of how these trophy rocks got formed. So approximately 200 million years ago, there was an inland sea called the Sundance Sea. It covered much of the West. Um, it actually began on the Pacific coast up by Juneau, Alaska, and it kind of ran down across through British Columbia. This, this agency once covered all of Montana, Wyoming, and Utah. Uh, about 65 million years ago, that sea dried up, and it left uh, a rich mineral deposit. But over all the years, it got covered by soil. And so pretty much everywhere that that sea once was, uh, that, that mineral-rich uh, sea mineral is about 5,000 feet uh, down. It's way deep. But there's just a few places, and, and our valley is one of them, where an earthquake uh, has uh, brought it up to the surface a little closer to where it's actually mineable. So we're like the only uh, underground salt mine um, of this of this de deposit in the valley. Um, uh, us and, and another operation across the valley from us. Um, so we 
we go down and mine trophy rock. We don't make trophy rock. And what's cool about it is it's all of the sea salt, but it's got over 60 different natural macro and micro trace minerals that got captured in between all the salt crystals. Most all of your other salt mines in the world, the trace mineral and the uh, sodium chloride, the salt separates. And, uh, and so ours is very rare, very unique. We're, we feel very blessed and fortunate to, uh, I guess, be the owners of this, of this deposit and the, the stewards of it. Uh, it's, it's near to the surface on our property where we can affordably go down and, and blast it. And, and mine it and, and pick out the, the various rock sizes. So we, we have a seven pound rock that sells in Walmart. We have a 12 pound rock that sells in, in a lot of our chain accounts like Tractor Supply, Bass Pro, Cabela's and Academy and, 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 and others uh, like that, Sportsman's Warehouse. And then we have a, a 20 pound rock that's also out and about in a, in a lot of stores. Um, and so these, these are naturally mined rocks. Uh, what's, what's great for deer is their, their bodies exactly know how to uptake and utilize uh, this salt and these minerals and these ratios. So it's got a very similar profile of minerals and, and sodium as, as in our blood, uh, mammal blood. So human blood, deer blood, cow blood, um, and e even all the minerals out in the Pacific Ocean, uh, very, very identical profiles. So we, we strongly believe that uh, because we don't come up with our own formula in the lab, this is, this is a really good formula. Uh, and just how much the deer use it in the summer and the spring when they're growing antlers and just how much the, the does are using it when they're lactating is, is proof uh, that it's, it's a great uh, mineral supplement. And it's also a great deer attracting in front of your trail cameras for a, a trail camera survey tool. Yeah, for, for sure, man. That was a great explanation of it. And, um, you know, what I, what I like about it most is when you mentioned that it's something that, you know, you guys just mine, you know, you didn't create it. There's not artificial additives in it. There's not, uh, you know, something where you thought it would be cool to just add that in because the deer need it. You know, these are natural things that you're given uh, the wildlife and they know when they need it. Like you mentioned, the does lactating um, bucks in the spring and summer with antler growth. Um, they know they're not just sitting there in a field all day laying there, you know, licking on it. <laughs> so um, they know when they need it and when they don't for sure. Yeah, and I mean, your trophy rock nowadays, it's coming down about 500, 600 feet from, from our tunnels, and they're about 14 miles um, of tunnel right now. So it's it's pretty cool stuff to see it from from uh, mine to, to distribution and in, in your stores, and even when you see hunters use it, it's, it's pretty awesome. You know, and I don't want to get too far down any crazy rabbit holes, but I'm just curious, how how far deep do you think you guys can go, like, with your mining? Probably twenty five hundred feet or, or around there. I mean, we're we're just 
touched the surface. We've just been following the salt veins um, and kind of the best deposits. You get, um, there's food grade deposits down there. Um, so yeah, we, we've, we haven't really quite touched the surface. So if you're worried about running out of trophy rock, <laughs> probably not a concern. You know, I, I like hearing that, and, that, and that's one thing I wanted to ask. With a resource like that, it being natural, we all know, you know, at the end, you know, there's going to come a time where that resource gets slowly depleted. But it sounds like if you guys are barely even scratching the surface, um, plus it's it's it goes back full circle. You know, a lot of people don't realize. I think that, um, you know, with these products, okay, it was created by the earth, then it was manned by us, and then it's given back to the earth. Um, you know, it's not like you take every, you don't kill every single deer that's put in there, you know, put, uh, you know, licking on the rock. They're not, you're not taking every single one of those. A lot of that's conservation. Um, you're giving them those, those nutrients in that area that they don't have. Don't, you know, maybe it's a, it's a rough winter coming, coming from a rough winter into the spring and, and, uh, summer and they just don't have it. Um, and I like that. I, I've always been a big fan of the full circle effect of things. Um, so I think that's really cool. You know, Nate, Nate mentioned our food grade. So we we are the number one selling health food salt um, in the country. It's it's called Redmond Real Salt. So this is a great product for humans as well. And and when you when you taste uh, this this salt with the mineral in it, it, it actually has a sweeter flavor than most of your other salts, and it's a lot healthier for you. So, like I said, you know this this uh, deposit. We're we're really lucky and blessed to have it, and it's 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 serving uh, people as well. And you can get on Amazon, or you can go to RealSalt.com, and uh, you can go to Whole Foods Market and, and some of those uh, health food stores and, and find our table salt. It's fabulous on a on a deer backstrap. I'm telling you. You know, and and normally we we normally take these first podcast episodes when we really get to uh, introduce and and get to know a company. Um, you know, I always like to ask, and and I understand that um, you know we're a little tight on time, but uh, real quick, I'm just gonna jump down this quick little rabbit hole here. How did you both get into hunting, or we can even take it a step further and and get into the hunting industry with this. Yeah, so I, I've been hunting ever since I can walk. Um, anything from little Tweety birds up to big bull elk out here in, in Utah. Um, so as far as hunting, I mean, it's kind of just a lifestyle we grew up with, at least in my family. Um, as far as getting into the, the hunting industry, I mean, I've, I've been with Redmond pushing five years now. I started out in the in the production lines, actually, Um uh, producing trophy rock in our warehouse and packaging it, shipping it, loading it. Um, and then kind of things changed and I, uh, started into the customer service fulfillment side, um, probably two or three years ago and just kind of been moving more and more in the hunting industry now. So, um, I, I mean, it's been, it's been quite a ride. I've, I've been pretty fortunate and, um, love what, what I'm doing here and, been pretty blessed you know and i can, i definitely got a sense of that we were, were doing so good on time that that's why i wanted to kind of throw that that in there because i was really curious about both your backstories um but what about you blake yeah i definitely grew up hunting we we chased mule deer and elk out here primarily and 
they're they're really fun. I know when I I get a chance to go to a lot of shows and I talk to to a lot of eastern whitetail hunters, and we always end up talking about elk in Utah, and and I always wish every one of them could come out and have that experience, and and hope they do. But I'll tell you what, uh, we all out here, even though we're uh, we're Western cowboys, kind of we we love to go back and hunt whitetail. Oh, yeah. um, it, it gets addictive, and so it's it's a passion I now have too. So I've been with with them since kind of the start when we when we branded this this product in 2004, and it's been a great journey for me. I've always had a, a love for hunting products and i i remember i used to get uh the the cabela's and bass pro master catalogs and i used to love seeing all the new products that came out i, did, I never did dream that it'd be maybe one day i could be kind of helping uh launch a new a new product that's been so successful like trophy rock has and and so that's that's been a great riding journey and i've, I've learned it a, a lot along the way and we've, we've made some mistakes but it's it's we definitely when you talk to us you see that we have a lot of passion for the outdoors and we have a tremendous amount of respect and and we hate we we're conservation minded we're really uh, committed to heritage and trying to get more youth out there and um we just love it it's just kind of who we are and i think that goes for everybody on our team yeah yeah i i know when i uh had talked to cameron um and, and also drew i mean the the passion is definitely there for the outdoors and um you know here at service side those are those are people we love talking with and and i and i love bringing companies like y'all onto the podcast um to to really explain to our listeners you know like hey we're just not a company that is out here, you know, we'll just use y'all, for example, just out here mining where we're not given to conservation. We're not, uh, you know, enjoying the outdoors, uh, going to other states um, and hunting, um, you know, or just any type of outdoor activity. And, and I really love that. And, 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 you know, I looked up your core values when I, when I looked through the website and it was heritage, stewardship, experience, and quality. And you guys literally explaining, you know, your hunting um, beginnings, if you will you know I definitely get a sense of all four of those core values so it's not just something you jotted down and said here put this on the website it definitely seems like everyone uh, even both of your ambassadors really live and breathe uh, what those core values are yeah yeah for sure um, so I want to ask a couple questions. These were a couple questions from our, from our guys. And I, I feel like it's a good time to ask these just for the simple fact of we're kind of touched on the trophy rock, uh, portion of things. But, uh, one of our members, Andy, uh, gain is he is out of Georgia. Okay. He does, he has a couple thousand acres of co-op land there, uh, their peanut farms. And he has said he's been using your product for a few years. Um, and he says it's a great way from what he sees to capture velvet bucks. Um, he asked if you could elaborate on why deer tend to gravitate towards salt in the spring and summer. Yeah, they're getting usually an overabundance of potassium. Everything, Everything's all green, has a lot of moisture in it. So they're building up uh more potassium than they need what counteracts that is sodium and so deer deer their number one mineral in their body is sodium and so they they really seek out natural 
uh, sodium deposits and and uh, man-made mineral deposits that get put out there it's we get asked this a lot too how, how many rocks should i have out on my farm if you have like a 500 acre farm you know one mineral site for about every 80 to 100 acres will cover all your deer and then you just have to kind of know where your travel corridors are and if, if one site's not getting a lot of activity on it just go move it until you finally get some good activity and then our recommendation is just to kind of keep those rocks there and uh year after year after year they they tend to get better our mineral sites uh, at least we have in ohio some of them are 10 15 years old and uh, there's just all all sorts of networks of trails coming in and out of them but that's that's to kind of answer that question which is which is uh, very important for bucks and does uh, that time of year the other thing that's kind of not talk talked about a lot because there's not a whole lot of studying they can do on it is deer deer antlers and, and, and deer they you know they have all these minerals in their body and the antlers have like 11 different minerals once they're hardened but they know it takes a lot more than that just to grow antler uh, while it's in its growing phase and so there's not a whole lot of specific knowledge on these little micronutrients but they know that they play vital roles in, in certain assignments in, in a deer's uh, makeup and chemistry. And, and these electrolytes and all that are the, the spark plugs to life. So we really feel that we've um, got a couple of good things going on. That, that's, that salt and natural salt that these deer are seeking out. But unbeknownst to them, in between all those uh, particles of salt, they're getting a great smorgasbord of all these little micronutrients, and we think that's just as key and important. And, you know, you've probably heard and seen that as you get in towards July and, and August, the, these animals are really amping up and, and hitting trophy rocks. Uh, that's when, when everything's kind of coming to a, a head there. Everything's still green. They still need a lot of sodium. They're trying to finish out their antlers. They're, they're, they're extracting a lot of calcium and phosphorus from their skeleton system. And so uh, it's, it's helping them just definitely at that time of year to, to kind of finish out that, to go hard horned. And then you'll, you'll notice once, once these bucks do go hard horned and once the vegetation starts to kind of change and we go into fall and it dries out, you'll see that there'll be less activity on, on these trophy rocks. And that's just a natural thing. They, their bodies don't require it as much anymore. Um, and they'll go into the rut. You, you won't have a whole lot of activity on rocks, usually during October, you know. But then we've seen after post-rut in December and stuff, you'll see them come back to those rocks if you leave them out. So we like to put those rocks out post-rut too and found it to, to be effective as well. You know, and, and I know you kind of touched on it briefly, but Andy, his question was a little two-part. Um, and if you can elaborate more on this, great. If, if you know, I do feel like you covered it well, but I just wanted to um, ask it since he had asked. But um, he said as far as those trace minerals um, that, you were, that, that you were mentioning, um, are these trace minerals in higher concentration than most other things in a deer's diet or just kind of there for that balance? Well, you know, their big diet is, is going to be browsing, 
there's a lot of proteins that are they're trying to consume and, and carbohydrates uh, and you know all that browse has has minerals in it too what's what's kind of challenging is a lot of eastern soils unless you're kind of along the big uh, network of, of the river systems uh, particularly those soils that don't have a high concentration of phosphorus uh, you, you don't have a lot of these little micronutrients in the dirt and so we've we've found especially when you kind of get in these these outskirt areas where um, maybe these deer aren't aren't getting the best minerals um, naturally and and from the dirt you put out these rocks and and they devour them so it's it's kind of interesting to watch and then there are a few places some sometimes especially in the west so we we sell these rocks to mule deer and elk hunters and up in the rocky mountains there's there's some a lot of mineral that's that's in the dirt that's in their browse and in their grass that they eat so more so in the west than the east you'll find pockets where where uh, elk will step right over a trophy rock and i just think they got already all the salt and mineral they really need there's not too many places like that back east there's there's sometimes we'll get some guys on a farm even on a on a big farm they'll go like man this part of my farm is kind of different than you know and and deer will hang out in certain parts of the farm too based on what kind of minerals in the dirt so all of that's pretty interesting to me i've tried to study up a lot about it over the years and um, this whole philosophy of, you know, out in the ocean, it's a, it's a great biome for, uh, for life. You know, cancer doesn't exist in the ocean. You know, they, they're trying to figure out why ocean life usually lives longer than, than here on land. So like, uh, a sea trout will usually live twice as long, uh, out in the ocean than it does an inland trout. Um, two things: the buoyancy kind of helps, I think, uh, not having to deal with gravity. But there's a lot more evidence now that they're living in that suspension of all those 70, 75 plus trace minerals and and sodium in the ocean. And so, uh, if you can't kind of bring that Pacific Ocean out to you in the middle of Kansas. You can go buy a trophy rock at Cabela's and drop it out on the ground. And <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's definitely, you know, from, from what I'm hearing, and this is this is why I like my perspective on it, just because I'm not, a, you know, an expert um, by any means, not even close when it comes to this. But, you know, hunting in Florida, I'm definitely going to grab a couple just to see how it does here because we don't have a lot of trace anything. It's at one time there might have been, but, you know, most of the land here has been bulldozed once over and then built back in. I mean, even our grass uh, I always call it a wig because it's St. Augustine grass. It literally grows on top um, of the earth. So, um, you know, with that being said, it's a big difference than being in Virginia or Maryland where, you know, the soil concentration is almost dang perfect. I've seen deer from the 80s and 90s up there that were just 100%, you know, wild deer that probably had never touched a salt rock in their life and were huge. They just have those minerals. So, uh, you know, it's definitely interesting to for you to bring up that point of it can still be utilized anywhere in the country. And like you said, if they don't want it, they'll just walk right over it and you just keep your eye out to when they really are. Um, and that's going to go a long ways with your scouting, um, you know, because if they're not coming to the rock, 
you maybe you should go check your acorn trees. Maybe you should go check, um, you know, if you got a bean field or or, or what have you. So um, it definitely I think it's more than two just nutrition. I feel like it almost can help you with your scouting um, on top of your deer management. Agree. Um, so another question I had from a member. Um, was uh, from Austin. He's also in Georgia. Um, he said he absolutely loves your products, um, especially during the spring and summer months. He said if he had a question, it would be, where do you recommend placing these rocks? Bedding areas, food sources, water? Um, what would you guys say to him for that? So we get this question quite a bit. Um, I, I've dealt with a lot of customers asking the exact same thing. Um, so ideally, if you can elevate your trophy rock on a stump or, or somewhere out of the soil, um, that, that'll help it last the longest. Um, I mean, when you do that, you can get a trophy rock lasting um, six weeks even sometimes, just depending on, on the, the amount of rainfall you get in your area and all those things. Um, if you're leaving it in the ground, it's, it's fine. It won't last as long. Um, you just get that, that rock pulling out the water um, out, out of the soils and, and and it's it kind of we call it melts but <laughs> it kind of forms don't it, it just kind of starts eating each other yeah keeping them elevated and if you have it near a water source that that's works really well um because that salt can kind of trigger some hydration um i mean we've all okay. all known that when we table salt or something real salty right. we got to get water so you can keep it close to a water source or some some really um water rich vegetation um in a high traffic area that's that's the ideal spot for it awesome there sorry go ahead me me personally this is blake um i like in between bedding and feeding uh that's typically where my stands are you know and i don't usually really put these up to hunt over them because like i said usually when i start hunting they're they're in the rut anyway but to and from uh feed from their bedding areas it's kind of a safe safe place they they do need a little bit of cover to feel safe so you know i I like to get off of those field edges and not too far back in Uh, i personally don't go deep into their bedding areas but i know a lot of people that have a lot of luck with putting trophy rocks in their bedding areas they'll go put quite a few in there and that and then maybe just have one cell camera and and just kind of leave it alone and, and let those deer just get up uh, throughout the day and lick on these rocks, which is kind of cool, too. So there's a lot of different different ways. Um, I like just, that. That's like putting a little snack beside the bed. Hopefully I'm not the only one who does don't, that. Trophy <laughs> rocks will create a trail system, too. And so, you know, then, then you can put your stand placement right there, right there where they're staging up as they're getting ready to you know, take to the field as, as the sun's going down. So another cool thing about trophy rock is where it's so naturally condensed. Um, they last quite a, quite a long time compared to other minerals out there on the market. And so you're not having to go in and replenish a mineral side as often and get that in the area. Too. We get asked a lot too about our, our loose version of trophy rock. So it's called trophy rock 465. We gave it the name 465, meaning 65 of our trace minerals in our trophy rock, basically all year long, four seasons of the year. So 65 minerals, four, four seasons. Oh, awesome. um, I like that because uh, 
30-pound bag. It's a 30-pound bag, and there's there's kind of two advantages to it. We, we sell quite a quite a bit of, of our 465 as well. You get 30 pounds uh, or a, usually a dollar or two dollars cheaper than a trophy rock. So you're, you're putting quite a bit of mineral there in the dirt. The other, it's kind of hard to maybe add your own formula to a rock. It's already kind of its own, its own thing, right? So some, some of our uh, customers will add some extra dical, uh, dicalcin phosphate to it. Um, they could add a little selenium if they wanted to. Uh, they may even add even uh, another version of flavoring they like. It's versatile that way, and you can kind of mix that together in a bucket be- before you pour it out or just kind of sprinkle it on top of the poured-out bag already. Uh, so we do have that pro- product as well, Trophy Rock 465, that we, we probably should talk about too as long as our as well as our rocks. Well, I tell you what, that I mean, that can bring us into to the next uh, question I had wanted to ask was kind of like, you know, where Redmond's going. Um, so, you know, I know you guys have went through a few changes. Uh, you're getting into a few more things. Um, you know, maybe, I guess, explain to us what, what does the future kind of look like for Redmond right now? It sounds like you definitely don't want to just keep it at Trophy Rock. Well, for years, we felt like that we have a, a big customer base and a wonderful product, and they're very loyal. We wanted to try to come out with our own version of a fall protein-based product for them. And this is how picky we are. We've been wanting to do this for about eight years. And it it took us about five years before we were finally happy with, with what we were offering. And so... That's our cherry bomb and our apple bomb line. It's it's protein based. It's got got some corn in it. It's got some soybean pellets. It's it's got some other really kind of cool cool stuff to it that we can't mention. It's got our mineral in it as well, or some some ground up trophy rock in it. But you know, we for years just couldn't find anything we loved. You know, and we we tried a lot of product and been looking and had various formulas and companies approach us and never liked it and man we, we feel like we got a really great home run with this product the the one thing that's kind of sad is COVID hit us right when we were coming out to launch it so we're a little bit behind in in really having it in in store and available but that's that's starting to shape up a lot better this year so you, you can find it in tractor supply you can find it in Cabela's and and quite a quite a few other accounts. We got a lot of mom and pop feed stores that are selling it now, and it's it's something that deer just uh, again they take to it. They 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 like the taste of it. They they uh, it has a long range attractant smell to it, so it pulls deer from a long ways. And then, you know, anything we do, we're not just going to put something out there that's just junk and horrible for deer. So everything in it's got got kind of a, uh, it's healthy, uh, good ratios. And it's a, it's a product that, you know, we're willing to, to stand behind. And so what happened there is 
well, now we got another product. We, we can't just be called Trophy Rock. So we came out with the whole new family brand, Redmond Hunt. Because um, our, our mine's called Redmond Minerals. We're in Redmond, Utah, here in, in, here in South Central Utah. And so we, we got that new logo to be our whole Hunt family brand. Nate's working on some, some other products. We're, we're kind of playing around with a few things that we can't announce right now that, that will be probably joining the, the Redmond Hunt family uh, uh, lineup of, of products that we're going to offer our, our hunters. Oh, man, that's exciting. That's exciting. You sure you can't tell us? <laughs> just kidding. We wish we could. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll definitely be keeping my eye out. And my phone's already kicked up the algorithm. I have been seeing uh, y'all's commercials and some photos and things like that. So um, the algorithm is definitely strong after just literally a quick search. Um, so I'm definitely going to keep my eyes open for those products. I'm actually uh, getting into land management myself. I've always been a public land hunter, um, but I've recently uh, acquired land in, in some, uh, you know, some sweat equity properties near me. Um, so I will definitely be putting some rocks out to see what they do here. Um, so I'll definitely keep you updated on those uh, southern deer that we definitely lack a lot of what we need. That's why our antlers are you know, you see a 80, 90, 100 inch deer here. Uh, he's definitely a trophy for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I like I like when you guys look at the uh, the age of the buck too down there. You know, uh, taking a look at their jaws. You know, a five year old buck down there. He, you know, if he's a 120 inch buck, I mean, that's still a great trophy. That's a five year old deer. They're not easy to harvest. Oh, for sure. And especially here, and it goes the same way with turkey. It's when you do get one, and I've actually recently, Andy had kind of got me into it, was uh, aging the deer just because the curiosity, once you age one, it's you're just so curious. I mean, uh, just from aging an animal, it, I don't know if it just puts all these thoughts in your head, but uh, for an animal to be four or five years old here, not just because of predators and lack of nutrition and things like that, uh, but just for basic genes and health and the environment is, is you know, harsh, literally, you know, yeah. 350, usually 300 to 350 days out of the year. It's, it's harsh weather. I mean, we maybe will get a couple dozen days that are uh, quote unquote normal. Um, right. So, you know, I definitely, uh, it, it definitely gets addictive being in the South wanting to see what your, what your age is. So I'll be curious to see what uh, these rocks do on our property. Now, out of curiosity, this may be a crazy rabbit hole, but um, have you ever noticed any other animals such as like, I don't know, let's say raccoons or turkeys or anything else trying to get it? Or is it mainly like deer and horses and things like that, elk? Oh, yeah. We get all kinds of critters. We've, we've actually have a trail camera contest. Blake kind of oversees, and you get bears, turkeys, chipmunks. We had a bunny rabbit climb up a stump just to lick a <laughs> trophy rock here last month. So, I mean, you can get them all. I can just picture, like, some turkey sitting there, like, pecking it like a woodpecker trying to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we get elk love it out here um, in Utah. They just hammer it. Nice. Night, day. <laughs> and I'll definitely ask the fellows when, when we get, do our segment, because I know they, they utilize it a lot on the properties they hunt. But uh, I was really curious about that, you know, as far as, because I was like, I mean, it's it's salt and it has other uh, micronutrients in it. So, you know, animals aren't, they know, they know what they need to survive and to live off of, you know, like you said, just from the smell alone. So um, that's interesting. And the one um, 
Oh, go ahead. Well, you don't see a whole lot licking them as raccoons, and and you don't see coyotes. They'll come. Coyotes will come by and usually mark that area because there's so much deer scent right there. Um, bears will bears will eat them. Bears they'll carry your rock off and lick on it. No, <laughs> but. Do you think that's because of their, uh, now, you know, obviously I'm not a biologist by any means, but, you know, it's true that, you know, coons don't have, uh, like, they they don't have saliva glands or something where they they have to constantly. Well, I'm glad I got on. I learned something today. (laughs) That's what I had heard. I I heard they had something where they have to constantly either be putting moisture in their mouth or having water. Like, they can't just go out, eat. Uh and not taking uh, water. So maybe that has something to do with maybe it. That a- hey, I, I do want to put a quick plug into our trail camera contest. Like Nate oh, said, I, please I, do. I kind of oversee it. We have the best. I, I'm not, I'm not just pulling somebody's leg here. It's, it's the best ongoing trail camera contest. I think in, in the nation right now, we've, we've been doing it for about 15 years. We get hundreds and thousands of photo entries each year. But what's cool is we have a lot of prizes. So you, you do have definitely have a chance to, to win. And it's not always the great big 200 inch Ohio buck photo. It's we, we like to pick really cool postcard kind of, one in a million kind of shots and we get we get some amazing photos it's it's worth it to even get on and and kind of look at some of the past winners and some of the great photos that we get from all over the country but it's it's on our website it's on the redmondhunt.com website and you can just go to our trail camera contest there and just enjoy it uh enter your photos we we actually have some prizes that our computer randomly picks just for entering a photo. Uh, and we, we give a trophy mule deer hunt away a year. We give a uh, CBA muzzle loader with a Leopold scope on it, a Bowtech bow. We give a Camp Chef smoker. Those are kind of our year-end grand prizes. But then each month we give away a Reconic cell camera, a Brownie cell camera. Uh, each month we give, we give a bunch of swag and clothing away and Outdoor Edge and I support us. And so we, we have some some great uh, supporters uh, that have been with us for a lot of years uh, with, with these prizes that, that can be won on our, on our contest. So, well, you guys definitely thought- head to uh, redmanhunt.com and do that. And, the, and you said this is something you do year round. We do. Yep. Every month we pick winners every month. And then out of those winners, we'll pick uh, five grand prize winners this, this year uh is an e-bike also we've added so we keep kind of adding um it's it's been fun well i tell you what i will definitely put that in the show notes um and then just for our listeners that is redmanhunt.com uh definitely send your trail camera photos in Um, i know you had mentioned coyotes don't mess with them and coons but real quick what would you say is the craziest thing you ever seen with either a submission or something on one of the rocks i think some (laughs) great ones so what (laughs) One guy, he actually shot a 200-inch buck um, right right next to the urban city. And there, there is a gang that's walking past his trophy rock. <laughs> and two of, two of them are packing heat. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then we get – some of these guys are on their own private land, 
and there are nudist nature walkers still <laughs> walk walk across their farm, grab the rock, pick it up, and look at it. Could you have? Has any of them licked it? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> got a Batman on one of our some some big old fat guy put on a Batman mask and cape and comes to our trophy rock. So oh, I mean, man, that's insane. No. <laughs> We we still uh, we still have a bounty out there. We're willing to pay for somebody to get a real true yeti on there. So, oh well, I, you know what? I'm, it's crazy you mentioned that. I've been seeing a text going around now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the best prize there, huh? Um, I've actually been seeing a photo floating around now that people are peddling that they got a really good picture of the yeti. So we'll find out where that city is and we'll drop a couple rocks there. <laughs> my brother took a, a rock in his suitcase clear to uh, South Africa hunting, and he threw it out. The first animal that came in was a, a giraffe. And he has to do the splits. Oh, <laughs> man, I could see that. <laughs> down to the rock. That was a classic photo. That, I, I bet you that, that was. I'm, uh, I'm curious to see. Do you ever – I don't want to get too crazy far down the rabbit hole, but we're already in it. I mean, do you ever get, like, bobcats or mountain lions or anything that mess with them? All the time. Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I didn't really for some reason see that, but – it can smell the the deer activity around them rocks. So, ah, that makes sense. That makes um, sense. I'd never seen them really. Never seen a photo of a lion on the top of a mule deer or anything, right at the the trophy rock. We did have a winner that won our hunt one year. A giant bald eagle is literally about six inches away with his talons out to grab a fawn that's looking at trophy rock uh, mule deer fawn. Those are, I'm, I'm deaf. And do you keep the photos on the website or do you kind of like recycle them through? We, we do. We, we just uh, went with a brand new uh, version and, and kind of upgraded it. And I haven't got some of our old galleries up there yet. So we're working on that. Okay. I'll check it out for sure. Um, I'm definitely curious to see all this stuff because I know there's got to be some good ones, especially with prizes like you know, e-bikes and, and mule deer trip and trips and yeah. things like that. Um, but guys, I know we're kind of getting it on time here with y'all. Um, what I wanted to ask was, um, as far as a good wrap up from y'all, um, you know, I'm sure you get asked a lot of questions. You know, you guys said you, you don't just hide in Utah in the mines. You guys get out there uh, to other states, East Coast, West Coast, um, you know, down South, uh, everything like that. But uh, what would you say from this initial meeting with our view, uh, with our listeners, uh, would you say is a huge takeaway for, for Redmond Rock and, and how they should implement Trophy Rock or any of your other products into their, their uh, wildlife management? I'd just like to say if you haven't tried a Trophy Rock, they're not very expensive. They're pretty easy to find in, in locally. They're buy it in a, in a store uh, go go try it uh, especially in the summer put put a trail camera over it and i think you'll be amazed by the activity that's on it and then just remember that they're they're mined and so if a deer's coming that hard to them there's definitely something in these trophy rocks that that their bodies um benefiting from it Oh, for sure. I mean, like, that's a great takeaway because that, you know what they may be lacking on your property. Um, and that, that's the uh, answer to it right there. I mean, if they're hitting it hard, 
they're definitely not getting it somewhere else. Not at that moment, or at least at that time. And then one one thing, we go to a lot of shows. I'll tell you what, I, I, hunters are hunters, and it doesn't matter what state they're in. And man, we just find a lot of joy and satisfaction and rubbing rubbing shoulders with everybody, whether you buy trophy rock or not. Um, I love people getting out their phones and show me what buck what, what buck they killed. We just we just had a kid. I think he's it's so far probably the largest non typical killed this year, a two hundred and sixty six inch buck. And he killed it with a couple bags of our cherry bomb in Ohio. And his story's really neat. I think it's coming out in North American Whitetail. But it's it's fun when somebody comes up to your booth like that and it's it's kind of been a game changer and a life changer for him. And and you know, and, and we not might not be the product for everybody, but um, we sure have a lot of fun out there. We have a lot of ambassadors too that we really love and appreciate. So I'm glad we got a couple of them on today. And um, you know, they they live and breathe this stuff too. And they're more localized. You know, they don't know the specific soils. They know those deer. It's different in Alabama than it is up in Wisconsin. And so. Sure. We're, we're glad to have those guys to be a voice too, to be a little more specific in how how you can maybe tweak it a little bit to make it work in your state a little better. So oh, I'm glad yeah. you're going to talk to them today. Yeah, the guys are great, and, and that's definitely going to be our, our next segue for part two there with um, how they utilize it because, like you said, each area is different. And, um, you know, I definitely know Cameron for sure and Drew. Um, you know, Cameron's been on the page multiple times on our private page and has uh, really educated a lot of people on things uh, when it comes to it and just the way uh, that he does it and goes about it. It just shows that uh, the respect for the culture and the community. And that's one thing that's huge with us. Um, you know, the, the bumping shoulders, the sharing photos, to, you know, that's what hunting is all about in the end. It's that community. It's that culture. Everything else is extra, you know, maybe not conservation. We won't call that extra. We'll put that up there with the top, but um, everything else is, is considered an extra harvesting the animal, uh, growing the animal, everything. So I definitely think that, you know, a company uh, and your ambassadors and everyone's on the same page with, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, hunters are going to be hunters. Um, and being able to be in that culture and really grasp and I really enjoy that both of you guys have grown up hunting. Um, I think that, you know, I wouldn't want to, honestly, I probably wouldn't want to deal with a company that, that had people running it that weren't actually in the inner workings of that. You know, they just, no one's going to, no one's going to understand. You can't put into words and that's where I'll babble. You can't really put into words that feeling you get uh, from the outdoors, but we all know exactly what it feels like. Well, isn't that what service side is? I mean, that that's you guys too. So you guys are doing it as every bit as much as we are. And, and we appreciate that too. Uh, there's, there's a lot of great, great people, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, sh share hunting stories and share different methods and, and just really, just really enjoy this uh, opportunity that we have to, hunt whitetail deer so yeah um, we we really feel like that we align well with service side as well 
Well, I definitely yeah, appreciate you guys getting on here. I, I definitely know, you know, how valuable your time is and podcasts seem to go long. I know we kind of probably doubled our time from what we were expecting, but I tell you what, this is this this episode has so much information. I myself uh, not knowing much about it, I'm a hundred percent already sold on the idea of, of checking it out myself. And I'll be honest with you, last week you would have asked me this, and I would you know I wouldn't have had any insight whatsoever. Um, you know, I've always dabbled, um, but I never actually, you know, learned and understood. So I definitely appreciate you guys helping those that maybe are in the, I know I'm probably not the only one um, that is, you know, thinks this way. So it's really nice um, to, to understand the history. I mean, how cool is that? Like you're running a mine that's millions of years old, like that in its entirety is, is cool. And, um, you know, I definitely like that you guys are growing and expanding. Uh, you, you branched off, uh, with micro branding and, um, I definitely like that. And like I said, the logo is, is super catchy and cool. I, I'm honestly, you guys got hats cause I'm definitely going to be probably ordering one for sure. Cause that logo is fire. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We'd be happy to talk to you anytime. And like we said, I think it's just important to remember that, yeah, we're a business, but we're all hunters and, and anything we can do to, to make that world a better place. I think that's what we're all about here. So um, we appreciate you having us on, Justin. It's been good talking with you and we'd be happy to do it anytime. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, um, so we'll wrap up here. Um, as far as our listeners go, it sounds like they can go to uh, redmanhunt.com. They can go to Track Supply, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shop. Um, am, I, am I missing anything? Obviously, your social media, uh, such as Instagram and Facebook. I know I've seen you guys on both of those platforms active, uh, very actively. Um, but am I missing anywhere else that these guys can reach you uh, for any, any type of knowledge? Uh, we have Cameron and Drew, obviously, too, for um, for anything, but, uh, did that cover about every form that people can reach you at? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think for the most part it doesn't. Um, yeah, our website's a great resource and the contact us, we respond, email, I think our phone number's there too. So that's, that's probably the best place to, how to, how to contact us. All right, great. Well, I tell you what, that uh, sounds like a good wrap up there. Um, so thanks for jumping on, fellas, and uh, y'all are listening to Whitetail Theories podcast. <laughs>